Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the All Talk Car Podcast, Episode 3. Hal's not sick this week. Hal, how you going? I'm excellent. And Ross is back. Fantastic today. How are you all? We're good, we're good. And we've got our, another guest this week, Chris Poulos. The owner of Cadillacs of Sydney. How are you, Chris? Very well, Peter. Thank you very much. Great to uh, be on the show, guys. After we had our first guest last week, Harry Christian, and he uh, he he brought us a gift last week, which I didn't thank. I didn't know till afterwards. And thank you, Harry, for your gift. But Chris has got one better. What did you bring us, mate? We're enjoying Havana's greatest, in actual fact. Beautiful cigars from Cuba. Cubans. That reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where uh, Kramer brought some Cubans. And they're actually the people that made the cigars. That's correct. The Cubans themselves. The Cubans themselves. Yeah. I clarify something. Pete and Chris are smoking them, and Hal and I are smoking them as well. Smoking them as well. <laughs> on the side. On the side. We're actually inhaling more. <laughs> <laughs> and what's a cigar worth? It's two hundred cigarettes in a cigar. No, no, that was the. That's the habit. The hubbly bubbly. Now these are proper Cubans. That's so it. welcome to the uh, podcast, Chris. And um, thanks, Pete, boys. The, the topic this week's wedding cars. How, how did you? You've been in that industry for a number of years. How'd you get into it? Well, interestingly, I, um, I loved the Cadillac and I uh, imported one from the US. And I thought, what else can I do with this car besides driving it around and smoking cigars? That brainwave of, it could be a wedding car as well. So it helped pay for repairs, maintenance, etc. Good and deduction. A great tax deduction. Thank you very much, uh, Ross, for pointing that out. And it's a good way to give up your Saturday and Sundays as well. I enjoyed it. I was a wedding photographer for a year, for oh, sorry, 20 years. Wow. Uh, two Australian awards in actual fact and I thought well I don't want to be in that industry anymore but I want to be on part, of, it, part yeah. of the industry yeah. great so have you noticed any how long how many years you've been driving the Cadillacs about 10 years now sorry I'm just uh, having my cigar blowing it into the microphone <laughs> and um, have you noticed the industry I mean traditionally it was all Rolls Royces and Jaguars if you look at very traditional wedding photos that you must have taken in the 80s and 90s correct or, and then the Cadillacs come about yeah, the Cadillacs were another bit of spice to the to the match, but the things the industry's changed dramatically now. They all want very high-end cars: Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Porsches as the um, you know, the, the, uh, the lead car. The lead cars. But is that the husband or the wife? Well, it's typically the husband okay. that wants that, and of course bikes, and with big-end, high-end Rolls Royces now, the million-dollar-plus cars. Um, the Cadillacs are a particular flavour. It's uh, not for everyone's taste. But it's more the old school type of people that want that classic look. And where does a, where does a stretch Hummer fit in all this? Not even close. A pink, a pink stretch Hummer. <laughs> yeah. School formal. Not, <laughs> that's exactly where they should be placed. That, that's interesting, Chris, because I was looking at something on, um, on Facebook yesterday about a, a wedding, and they were leaving the groom's house, and there must have been, I think I counted seven Rolls Royces, like the current top of the... Like, and I'm thinking, some poor bastard's waiting for his rolls, okay, to get delivered to Australia and is in line waiting behind wedding car operators, <laughs> right? Which, of course, they purchased them with that one idea only of just wedding cars. Yeah, because they're all white. They can charge cars, a lot yeah. of money for that. Um, I think some of them are wrapped. Yeah, they do. Oh. They typically wrap them. Uh, often it's the wealthy people that do purchase those Rolls Royces and then they, um, they finish with their leases. These chaps them. grab them. They'll wrap them, but they've still got value, obviously. They are you know, they were a million-dollar car. The Phantom is a huge uh, purchase. Go back 10, 15 years when I got married. <laughs> um, it was the classic Rolls-Royce. It was the classic Mercedes. And, you know, it's, it's so different now. You've got that whole... Has anyone gone to that, the, the extreme and asked you, listen, have you, got, have you got an electric version of a car? Like, are we, are we going to the Tesla? Ross, thank God we haven't got to that point yet. <laughs> okay. The <laughs> styling isn't quite uh, in keeping with the wedding <laughs> okay. persona. So, but um, I think 
with people that want those wedding cars now, they want wow in their weddings. And wow is big, expensive bits of machinery. Yeah. The old cars in the old days is, well, they were affordable at that point and therefore can be used to purchase for weddings. Yeah. Nowadays, they're on leases. Yeah. You know, they can, they can work on the... Correct. And people are prepared to pay huge dollars for wedding services. And do you think it's it's also the internet, the Instagram, the now generation, look at me, wow, I'm in a Rolls Royce? Peter, that's the, probably the, exactly right because most of these people just take shots all day long, even without the wedding photographer, of themselves and their posting immediately. Where I remember when I got married all those years ago, they, we've got the wedding album that no one's opened. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Did you get Correct. the gloves? The, the gloves are with it. Yeah, the gloves. <laughs> so it doesn't read. The gloves. The gloves. I think the gl- Nowadays, you receive your wedding album <laughs> as a file, a link, yeah, the website to download. And, so. and a, a tenth of the price. Exactly. You know. But yeah, no, the gloves, I don't know the if they fit. I haven't tried, tried them on. No, I did. I did. My, my gloves fit. They fit? Yeah, I've opened the wedding album. <laughs> but the car, the car was part, some, you know, as I'm going to say it again, but back in, you know, 10, yep. 15 years ago, it was about the husband and wife against the car and the whole backdrop. Now it's not, it's just get me to the church and... It, well, they want a, a parade. Yeah. Now, we all know um, that uh, young man from Auburn City Council who had his... Uh, that yes. started yes that was quite a topic and I'm sure that that person's probably not with us in society at the moment been locked away um, uh, so we could edit yeah. <laughs> chop 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 <laughs> but you could see there was a parade of cars you know motorbikes cars burnouts are something that people want um, not but the that's, sort of that's every weekend correct that's every weekend it, okay he had his, his that wedding was like Every other weekend, that's every other wedding. Right? Like, that's not on the news. Yeah. But if you're on social media and you follow a few of these um, providers of these high-end cars, if you do <laughs> see that, you you will see that it happens every weekend. It does, There's, yeah. And right. now it's, it's it's gone ballistic now in terms of. Um, I saw an Aventador tearing up the highway. Um, on the way here today. Well, and, and funny enough, it was the same Aventador that was in the Facebook post earlier this morning, he's following tearing up to the wedding. He's following Sports cars, typically what happens because they're two-seater cars, they will take the groom and the grooms to the church separately, individually. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's, yeah, the, yeah. The, that's the spend and the folly that they want to have on that wedding day. I'm a traditionalist. I like the stretch. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be stretched. <laughs> the pink armor, I know. So with the Cadillacs, uh, did you did you like Dukes of Hazard? You got a Boss Hog fetish? I I, I don't, <laughs> yes. but I do have some horns on one of my Cadillacs. If that uh, person chooses to have that particular option, I, I think will, I will that's horns on my It is only on your Facebook page. I think <laughs> yeah. the. The yeah. horny car is on the front. I correct. Think. Yeah. That's correct. So, um, horns. Any, horns, horns on a Cadillac. Yeah, horns. I'm saying horns on a Cadillac. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if Bob Catter decides to get married again, right? <laughs> you know, you've done, Chris you've is your man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there are two horns types of Cadillacs, actually. Yeah. There's the classic from 67 onwards, which is no steel and no wood inside. It's all plastic and pimp. The classic, you know. With the fins or no? They're, they're no, no fins, fins in the 60s. So pre 66. Uh, wood and steel inside, therefore they've got a much more of a romantic nature about them. And they typically want those. The 50s are the big ones, very expensive cars nowadays. You're talking about 100 plus thousand dollars for a 50 Cadillac. Uh, so you get requests for things like the horns. Do you ever get requests for the cans on the back? No cans on the back, okay. yeah. yeah. Never? No, never. No. Oh, no, I've never that's seen a that. cla- but That's always the, we're leaving the reception cans. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But With we should, you know what, that's a great, <laughs> idea. Well, a great idea. We think we should do that. Thank you very much. What about Bridezilla's? 
Have you had any? Many. Many. <laughs> this car is old. <laughs> yeah. I had what uh, you ask is how many he hasn't had. <laughs> hey, you can probably give you a number. <laughs> there seems to be a stressful event for the day, and these brides do tend to get all knotted up. Uh, one did rip her dress on my car once. That was a repair no. job that had to happen. And unfortunately, you know, she rushed in. It didn't take note. You know, we're trying to control it. It was just the exuberance of the whole thing, you know, so... Bad yes. Just a half tear. Half tear. Okay. Half tear. She was fine. Could have been embarrassing. Yeah, it could have been. And do you often take them back to the honeymoon suite? I have, many times. Any couples that were too keen? And there was a bit of amorous of behaviour in the back of the seats. <laughs> lots I of do, room in the back of those cars. I do take a peek occasionally, <laughs> and yes, there is... And you have those safety cams <laughs> for oh, insurance purposes. They are only for, for insurance, insurance purposes. purposes. Yeah, 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 just in case. Uh, we're cover. <laughs> Weddingporn.com, by the way, if you want to go... <laughs> Site sponsored by Chris. Uh, any any other disasters, but not at fault of the bride. Hang on, is that is that actually available? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the disaster bit on on Cadillacs. They are old cars, and invariably something will go wrong. Not just a flat tire. Not just a flat tire. Hoses being popped. Really? All sorts of things. Hot yeah. day. Roof yeah, but down. they're very simple cars, so you could actually get in and do some quick repairs. You need to have a spare car around, and I do have one. I have four altogether. So, Around the corner, hiding. Yeah, yes. Following. There's a very quick phone call. <laughs> the, cam- the cameraman's in the spare car. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> and there's always uh, the network of guys that have these cars, and you call them up anytime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and often now people make themselves available for weddings because they want to actually keep the cost down on, on owning a car. Well, to an extent, you, you can probably say that the explosion in social media had a lot to do with what people use you did right and do for their weddings you, you're spot on you've because got, everyone's following and then yeah. copying what mm. they're doing yeah, yeah i mean you've got guys that you know you've got cadillacs and there's people going to like that old that type of stuff yeah. there's people that like your old jags and old rollers correct the other um, day i saw on uh, i think it was an instagram post there was uh, the jdm guys so they're leasing out there right so gdrs with the liberty walk body and that, that's right bit. yeah ross you yeah. great point there are now social subcultures yeah there's the Japanese crowds, there's the Australian muscle, there's the, you know, I mean, Pete, you might remember this, your, your brother and I had a uh, muscle car business. Yeah, you had business. the Falcons. Was it, Correct, was, the GT copies. That was centred in America. Oh, right. yeah. no, no, you, you did go to a, uh, a, car, uh, a wedding Out West. expo at Penrith Way. We did, yeah. indeed, and it was quite successful in actual fact. <laughs> but, <they're really, laughs> okay. but different, different right people market. that have got different interests, right, and all, especially social media, all it did was... It made all these little niche type of cars yeah. available for your wedding. Correct. Whereas before it was, do you want the Rolls or the, 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 the old Rolls or the old Bentley? There was only one flavour. Now there are hundreds of choices for these people. Or you had the 420 SEL stretch with a boomerang on the back of it. Because I like Volkswagens, I also do a lot of weddings in Volkswagens as well. That combi craze? Combi. There's out there. I've got the Beetle convertible, yeah. the triple white. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of people that want that sort of thing. Very relaxed wedding. They're more chilled out. It's not the show. Drive, drive Byron Bay. Correct. Yeah, if, for those who can listen to the background noise, we're, we're taping at Collector Cafe again today. <laughs> so thank you to, to uh, Jay and, and, the, collecting the rubbish, and the crew that are collecting ago. the rubbish. And, uh, and some of the cars that we, we spoke about in the first episode, but we're here again. And one, there's a Volkswagen. Is that the California convertible? No, yes, it is the California convertible. Yeah, that's your, that's your one, isn't Correct, it? Correct. Yeah. And you've used that for Page Boys. I remember one wedding. Correct. It was a page. It was yeah, the page it was a boy typical car. sort of uh, Page Boy car. Yeah, cool. it, yeah, it is. It is. You know, so that's a lot of fun, and people like the unusual. They don't. They don't often see these sort of cars. They're buried in people's garages. 
get them out, and it's just a real wow factor for the wedding. What's the most unusual request you've had for a wedding car? Obviously, they call you thinking they're going to get a Cadillac, and then they ask you for something obscure. I've had, well, I also have a, a, a mother of pearl Maserati. Quattro Porte, and uh, that's... The Italian Statesman. Correct, the Italian Statesman. It's come up on every it's episode. It's come, come up it? every episode, the Italian <laughs> Statesman. That's, uh, that's been a very popular choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you okay. seen the Italian Monaro? That's a Ferrari. Okay. That's no, the Italian yeah. Monaro. <laughs> Just lost half the audience. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> are, we, are we doing Sushi Mango now? Where are we? <laughs> well, let's go back to the cigars. You've, have you been to Cuba? Eight times. Eight times. I actually have a little business called the Bucket List Tour Company, and I take 20 to 30 people to the World Cigar Festival at the end of February every year. Wow, that sounds good. Yeah, come come along, guys. Come along. Is Classic that, Cuba Tours. Is that a website? It is a website. A legitimate one? Yep. Not, the wedding, not the wedding <laughs> one? <laughs> no, not the wedding one. And basically, um, Cuba has a strong car culture, too. I mean, you've, you've seen it. I mean, you've seen the documentary, but firsthand, have you been in Interesting those? Interesting that you uh, asked, Peter. I, I've actually studied the Cuban car culture and of course we all know that there's a uh, show specifically made as to how they actually maintain these cars as you know in 61 the americans shut the doors they had a lot of you know american cars there so they couldn't get spare parts so the cubans as resourceful as they are they were actually machine parts out of anything they can get their hands on to make these things run and larder engines correct they did yeah. the I'm not having seen yeah, they did number five or number six. Oh, right. but they went they're to in Cuba. A, they're in Cuba. Yeah, I'm not making parts of So what you, what you get in Cuba is four flavors of cars. The first flavor is pre-60s, old, very old American cars. They are the taxis for the Cuban people. You pay less than 20 cents, it'll take you anywhere in Havana. Wow. Yeah. Now, you've got holes on the floor. You've got all sorts of dangers you're getting, but they're fine. So they are shitboxes. Very much. They are. Then you've got the... the uh, 55 to 60, 61 of course there's no other cars, that are only tourist cars. They are the ones that are painted well, they're maintained well, and they take tourists around for, for tours. They're much more expensive. No holes in the floor. No, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. So, And they're owned by people that, you know, they, they can earn up to $100 a day, which is a lot of money in Cuba. The average salary in Cuba is $50 a, a month. $50 a month? US. US. Wow. But yeah. they've got great social systems there. They've got all their education. They've got their housing. They've got their health. They've got their food. They've got education. So all that's left is folly. So they do a little bit of extra work. They actually rent their houses out to people as well. You know, these little um, Airbnbs in actual fact. It's fantastic. You sit there, you really experience the Cuban lifestyle. And, and uh, when you say Airbnb, is there... Like, like, there is actually Airbnb. Yes, you can actually... If book, I log on now, I can... You can check. get a Cuban place with Airbnb. Wow. So it's slowly opening up. It is, yes. Ross has grabbed his phone. I know he's looking at up. He's looking at in February. He's, he's looking at late February. <laughs> Apparently we're all going to Cuba in February. It is a magnificent experience. Yes. You're actually stepping back in time. Can you let Not me, just uh, in... let, me um, let my wife know before she hears the podcast okay, that we're going to Cuba? There'll be a couple oh, episodes. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a couple episodes in uh, Cuba. You're stepping back in physical time, but you're also stepping back in cultural time. It's a wonderful experience. Warm culture. They're always giving, food's magnificent, drink is rum, and there's rum after that as well. Um, it's just a wonderful experience for people. And safe? Extremely safe. I mean, I'm not kidding you, it's so safe. You just would, at uh, three o'clock in the morning, you wander around, no problem at all. Big modified car scene over there? Yes. Huge. Yeah, Sorry, racing. I had to ask that. Yeah, modified, Huge. of course, with the resources they have, right? So I, I talked about the early American cars, then I talked about the later 50s cars. Then enter the Russian Empire, okay. and you've got the Ladas. 
They are the biggest shit boxes on the planet, right? <laughs> they will not go. My great uncle had a larder in Greece. Uh, it was a station wagon, and the only it's way a larder. a larder. It's a Russian Russian. They, box. Used, they used to use old early Fiat sixties Fiats as a. As Did we get yeah. this? Yeah. Uh, they they, they the did Brock come Brock. Peter Brock actually Peter modified Brock modified some ladders. So what you guys were talking about last week? I think that's that, the Brock ladder we talked about last week with Harry. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was around that time where he thought little crystals under the bonnet made your cargo better. The ladder Samara. <laughs> so what happened was with my great uncle, the the hatch wouldn't stay up, so he used a broken golf club in half, and that was his uh, holder upper <laughs> for the uh, boot lid. Worked better. Than but I know it was. I thought it was part of the uh, hydraulic <laughs> system to like close it and buckle his buckled golf club. So he wasn't too happy. But um, so the ladders are there, and now the fourth generation is the Korean cars. Right. You've got the Hyundai's. A little expensive. It's quite expensive to own a car in Cuba. Um, you know, it could be up to forty grand for a small Hyundai. And what, what's the price of fuel? I mean, is, is there service stations there? There are service you, stations there. You, yeah. Was yeah. it like Thailand? You pull over on the side of the road and someone pumps in some fuel from no, the, no, there are actual service stations. Yeah, from the truck on the side of the yeah, road. Yeah, they, they just pull yeah. up in your moped and they just pump it up. So there's a, there's a real mixture of cars in Cuba. It's a wonderful experience. You know, to drive all of them actually. That's great. And of so, course, I got involved with um, cigars because I, I love cigars, and I met a chap called Rene Rifkin. Yeah, I've heard of him. He was a famous stockbroker in the in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. He has passed away, and um, I actually identified one of his cigars when he was smoking it. He goes, "How do you know the cigar?" I said, "I bring in a few cigars from Cuba." Of course, he then said, "I want to buy your business," and I said, "I don't have a business." He goes, "We'll be on my boat next week," at, you know, and then he gave me half a million bucks to go to Cuba and buy cigars. And, and you're still doing that now? Is it? No, do you no. don't? Oh, it's just your own personal. That, that, well, that was yeah. Now I, I don't. Uh, for, I mean, I, I'm cigars. I, I there, there are expensive cigars like. I used to smoke cigarettes years ago. I, I don't know the difference between a cigarette and a cigar. Obviously, the size of that. What's a cigar made out of? It's um, only raw material. So it's the Cuban leaf. It's the actual tobacco plant, which makes three elements to a cigar. A binder, a wrapper, and a filler. So as the middle bit is the filler. Then that binds that middle bit. And then the wrapper is the outside, which gives it the flavor. Right? That is all done from a plant. There's no chemicals involved. It's just curing. It's better for you than a cigarette, right? Well, you don't actually draw down a cigar. Like, that's what I said. There's no nicotine. There's no tar. There's but you can. I don't know how this works out with the like tobacco sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're, uh, we're in uncharted we're waters. We're not mentioning any brands. We're not mentioning any brands. We'll talk um, to legal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 on Monday. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's uh, quite an art form, um, and there's, there's two types of cigars on the planet. There's Cubans and non-Cubans. The Cubans run the roost because they have got this perfect microclimate that allows them to grow the leaf that has the best oils in it. When the oil ferments and softens, it is a magical quality. And if you ever go to Bilnar del Rio, which is where they grow the leaf, it's actually a magical land. It looks like it's out of the Jurassic Park era. And um, they hold it very high. The soil is amazing. It just had this microclimate of, um, of soil and plant, and it's just magical. And it's done by companies or it's community? Or it is it's government only. It's government only. Government only. And everyone works for the government, so Pardagas, Monte Cristo, Romeo and Juliet, really? of course, are all... I was going to say, are they, are they separate brands or styles? They are separate brands. The branding is simply for export um, uh, recognition. Um, to them, it's all made by one factory. There's probably two or three factories that are different. They, ha they house many brands within one factory. 
And, and, and what's the difference between a, a short, fat one and a long, thin one? We're talking about cigars. Yeah. Um, I was going to say. It's going to be some serious editing. Are we back to the wedding cars? Are we back to the wedding cars? Just, that's a great segue. Like... Is it the way it's just made? Is it is it a style? Correct. Is, it, is, it, it's, is it's, there more smoke in the fat ones? As like, they say, they're called they're called vitellos. tires when you do a burnout. You know what so I mean. So the style of a cigar is called a vitello, and it's they come in many shapes and sizes. As Peter, you know, we're in different shapes and sizes in this room. Um, Some are vitello. So, <laughs> so you know, there's long smokes. There's tightly rolled smokes for the golf course. There's all different variations. You know, of course, there's different flavors as well. Hard. Very potent flavour, soft, mild, um, depends on how you age them. People have a panache for um, antique type cigars, like because it really, really softens the cigar. Do they go off? They, they know, if you keep a cigar in a humidor environment that is 70 degrees, about 70% humidity, it'll last forever. So those, those tubes that they come in? They, 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 that's no, just a tube. That's, that's just, just marketing. That's, just, that's yeah. the Cuban government yeah. giving it Correct. to the Western world. You need to, you need to you keep... call their other company that sells you the humidor. <laughs> the humidor. <laughs> I recently went overseas for, uh, for, for a business trip. And right. This guy invited me to his home. It was in the Philippines. Beautiful home. And he took me in the cigar room. Oh, right. It's a little room with a, with a box of cigars. And, and then you found <laughs> out he wasn't a guy. Edit that one as well. Um... And, and he, he had the full extraction, the whole beer was phenomenal. Yeah, I know, it's people, quite... People take their cigars quite passionately, seriously, don't they? Passionately. And you're talking about a Cuban cigar is worth anywhere between 40 and $100 per stick. The taxes here are huge. Whereas that same cigar is between 5 and $15 in Cuba. And when you bring them in from Cuba, is is there like the two packets when you go to Duty Free? There are only two sticks allowed here in Australia. Two sticks? It's actually a gram... Weight it's, it's, two, it's equivalent to two sticks. Uh, so you you obviously apply for duty, or how do you how do you bring them in? Oh, I can't really. Oh, that's yeah. going to be so, edited sorry, out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 There's no editing. There's no editing. It's not going to tell us. All right, fair. we've got to go on the tour okay, and find we'll out. We're leaving. We're leaving in February. With the secret, <laughs> and Chris provides some group jackets <laughs> with secret pockets. <laughs> And, and you guys go first. <laughs> and if the sniffer dog sits next to you, don't, uh, yeah, don't it's about move. to arrest you. Yeah. Just tell them it's because I've got a dog at home. Do they do bodyboarding now? The Cubans, the, the Cubans, uh, <laughs> Susie Maroney coming on that. <laughs> well, she did swim to give it, yes. It's a bit like. Uh, Actually, Fidel. This would be like Howard, the Howard Stern movie. Yeah. Why do you listen to it? I want to see what he's going to say next. <laughs> Actually, uh, Fidel Castro, who was a famous cigar smoker, his doctors told him later on in his life he couldn't smoke anymore, but he was scared during the missile crisis that someone was going to put an exploding device in his cigar. So it was the Cohiba factory that did that. So he took five rollers out of that factory and created a new brand called the Trinidad. That Trinidad is the diplomatic cigar of Cuba. We'd give that as gifts. So Susie Maroney actually had a box of that, yeah. and I was actually trying to buy it off her, but she wouldn't ever let it go. Yeah, they're good friends. She became good friends with Fidel. Correct. They, they um, really uh, hit it off. Yes. Um, at, at the time when she did swim from Florida, she went from Florida to Cuba. Yep. Florida to Cuba. Yep. Uh, but it's Florida. Swim. Florida's like Queensland. Yeah, you want to get out of there. I feel just like. a few more <laughs> Actually, it's like Cuba to do. Queensland's just gone. <laughs> Oh, we're going to drop down in the rankings, aren't we? <laughs> Filipino right. business yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Don't forget to tick five stars uh, on the iTunes and uh, to, to, 
Question about cigar. Yeah, sure. That's right. Very specific the way people light them. Do we use one of these contraptions or do we have to use a, in, a match? Or there, is a, there is a procedure in lighting What's the a cigar. Procedure? The procedure is this. You need to so you cut, don't use a big lighter you get from the service Absolutely station. not, because it's got the chemical in it which colours the flavour of the cigar. The big lighter does? Yes. Right? Okay. These butane lighters are much more cleaner and therefore you don't colour the flavour of the cigar. You need to cut the ends of it because they're wrapped at the end so they won't unfurl the wrapper. Right. You so both end. ends? No, one oh. end only. And you put your, your mouth over? Yeah, so first thing you do... I, I don't know anything about cigars, so <laughs> I'm asking this question. You, um, you cut it and you put it in your mouth and you blow out of it. Just to get anything that's clogged up in there, you know. We're still on cigars. Oh, well, yeah, we're still, yeah, still on cigars. cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuban might be stuck in there. <laughs> still with his finger. You don't never know when you're going to finger. There goes the Cuban market. And um, Queensland Ferrari Cuban driver. Then you'll uh, then you will prime the cigar with uh, with a light, and and create um, the start but of the. But in your hand, you don't. You're not like like a cigarette, were they? No. So you you actually do it in your hand without you being in your mouth. You will light the front end of the cigar and get a start to it. Then you'll put it in your mouth and put the light and then start drawing, which gets it done faster. Gotcha. And then uh, you'll get... Um, so it's like a blowtorch. It's like a little lighter. Correct. They're, they're, well, you can use matches as well, right? Okay. Okay. There are specific cigar matches. And, well, typically what they do, the traditionalists, they will have Spanish cedar slithers. Really? And they'll light the Spanish cedar because that's got no flavouring at all. And they'll light the cigar with the Spanish cedars. What about Zippo? Do you look cool if you flick a Zippo open? You do, but it's got butane in it. So it's no good. Nah. And because they're quite a, they need a lot of light. You typically have these be these blowtorch type lighters to keep it, keep it going. Okay. And when you smoke it, you're not. It's not like a cigarette. You don't draw it down. No. It stays in your no. mouth. Yes. And you blow it out. There'll be uh, serious repercussions if you start drawing down cigars. <clears throat> now, why, why is that? <clears throat> it's raw tobacco. Well, there is disease. From yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, like... drawing down. It's it's pure smoke. It's unfiltered. <laughs> we can't sit opposite each other. <laughs> I can't look at this guy because I know he's thinking what I'm thinking. <laughs> 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 Detention next week, both of you. <laughs> I can't You're have to bring notes from your parents if you want to come back on. <laughs> yeah, there'll be, there'll, be, there'll be a password <laughs> to get on to our need is to sit talk. next to each other with blinkers on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be the horse episode. <laughs> and that'll go to places we don't want to know. Speaking of horses, anyone ever asked you for a horse and carriage? Back in the, for, no, for the winter cars? No, that is a dead... That's a dead thing. Chris, Unless you're the king and queen of England, you know. Yeah. Other than that, no. And Chris is not 130 years old. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or Amish. He goes that market as well. Oh no, that ain't listen. That ain't listen. Apple's tried that market. <laughs> so that, that's um, interesting yeah. when it comes to. <clears throat> but um, you know, you can get mouth cancer if you smoke four or five a day. Freud actually died of mouth cancer from cigars. From cigars. Correct. Wow. Four or five. It's like I'm smelling that. It's a lot of. Yeah, it is a lot. But, they, but I, I would do two or three a day in Cuba. But they, but they take. It's not a five minute thing. A cigar no, it's it's actually a very much a cultural thing. It's sit down on an old sofa, slow right down. It's like driving an old Mercedes. You can't really accelerate hard in that. It's a very relaxed. Your mind goes down a couple. And sometimes of steps. it goes out and stops. It does. And you got to keep lining it. You do. Like mine went out. Yeah. And poor Ross and uh, her little aren't smokers and they're we are now. they're struggling. <laughs> Do you I get the same to... effect from secondhand smoke on cigars? <laughs> worse. <or> worse. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. yeah. And just for those who are listening, we're sp taping outside of the Collector Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> With the garage. Put on smoke inside at the moment. So, I mean, you're a car guy as well, Chris. I mean, obviously, if you're in a Cadillacs and wedding cars and the like, you, you, it's not, you've you got to have a passion about cars. When, when did that start for you? 
Well, I think it was the deficiency of growing up without a car. I actually had, my parents didn't have cars, so I longed for cars. You are 130 years yeah. old. <laughs> you should have kept that horse. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Made some money on the weddings. Yeah, we ate it. Um, <laughs> it was poor times, guys. You had to do whatever you could do. We had no pets. And we we, ran, we just got rid of them. <laughs> and Chris ran out of glue that week for his assignment, so the rest of the horse was... And my first foray into cars was a Volkswagen. Okay. Right? It was a Type 3 station. We went called the Squareback, affectionately, yeah, square and it was back. just yeah. amazing. Um, I actually bought one recently, uh, but as I invested in the collector car business, I had to... What year model was that? 1973. That was, was that the last year for the Squareback. Was that before? Was that like a Passat style, or was that no, before? That's Passat it. came after that. So it was the wagon. Correct. It was it was rear, a, and it was rear It had three flavors in the Type 3. Wagon, Fastback, nice yes. sort of Porsche-type shape, and a um, Notchback. More like a, a car. Because when I was a kid, my cousin had one of the, the wagon, the Type 3. Mm. It was the uh, ultimate surf vehicle too, by yeah. the way. Kermit the Frog had a notchback. Oh, is that right? There, there you go. go. Yeah, but, the, but the wagon, I remember with his mates, back in the days when the DMRs was known in the 70s, yes. used um, sandbags when they were making uh, median strips. And him and his mates, because the engine was at the back and in the wet, he couldn't steer it. It would understeer, it would go straight. Yeah. Um, they stopped one night with little kids like Amar. They opened up the the, the front, whatever it's yes, called. Yes, allegedly. Front. This happened. Alleged, yeah. oh, it's out of statute of limitation now. <laughs> and they put in three that, sandbags yeah. to wait. Well, I had I had 14 bricks. In the front oh, there you one. go. There I had 14 go. bricks. In front. Yeah, because the, the wheels just quit. Couldn't, couldn't, yeah. So, so the, I started with the Volkswagen, got into Beatles a little bit after that. And then my first decent car was a BMW 323i Bauer Cabriolet. Oh, wow. A classic. I wish Good I car. kept that car yeah. today. Um, I do have a BMW 2002 Bauer Cabriolet. Only 349 right-hand drives in the world. I actually own one of those. Um, just harking back on the old days, I wanted to have one of those. Uh, and then my first um, sports car was a Porsche 944 S2 Cabriolet. Not a the black is that the black one, oh, I correct? That. Yeah, the triple black. 944. Yeah. 944. It had the... Uh, the spotties at the front was the update. Correct. Correct. Yes. So that was... Beautiful uh, car. Well, yeah. World's biggest four-cylinder engine. Correct. Three-litre. And that was all talk. <laughs> it was all talk. That's that was right. good, mate. Yeah. Do you like that? <laughs> that was good, mate. Yeah. Plugging my own yeah, show. that's great. <laughs> on the show. <laughs> had to get you on somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> but you've had a few other BMWs. You've had some famous BMWs. Not the, I not, have not the badge has been famous, I, but the um, logbook I have, has. I have a panache for wide-body, big-boy cars. And I first bought um, James Morrison, the famous trumpeter. I bought his uh, 750 IL, a uh, very large, wow. 12, yeah, 12 a big uh, beautiful car, magnificent <coughs> car. It's what they call an E38. And it had the aeroplane seats tray, in the back, the yes, seats, correct. The trays would correct. Down. And then I was very fortunate to own Kerry Packer's 750 IL. Really? And that was a beautiful, beautiful car. I, I should have sold it. Color? it went, uh, blue, midnight blue with a cream interior. Who was that? Uh, that was a 19. No, it was a 2001. Would have been his last one, right? It was, it was his... Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't his last one. He had some rollers and Bentleys after that. Right. I remember but seeing Terry Packer driving a Nissan GDR in 91 when they first came correct. out. Correct, he loved that car He had a maroon well. one. Yes. A metallic maroon. And of course, as you know, Mr Rifkin was, um, was loved cars. He had 70 cars. At the same... Uh, over, uh, no, at, no, at one time? At one time. It's a big garage. But he had some quite interesting collectibles. Old Bentleys, uh, they were before they were becoming quite famous and they're worth like half a million dollars today you know? so he knew and what the, it was and that collection got sold after he passed away or did his estate pass yeah, yeah. yeah he did so it's not they're not housed anywhere any no, museum or no, anything no, like no, that they've all disappeared he had great number plates he had, he had a large collection yeah, of plates yeah, yeah. big big plates 
And uh, that industry is better than property. I can't believe it. I mean, uh, number four sold for two point four million. It's uh, incredible. Plus the, fees. Plus the fees, of course, because uh, they but, there's, can... but there's no annual fees when when, when you register. None. There's a transfer fee, but then once you put them on, correct. Yeah, so I, I've owned a five digit at one point. I wish I didn't sell that five digit, but um, yeah. Now getting back into that market is very difficult. Yeah, You're talking hard. minimum six digit plate is around about twenty five grand. Mm. Where you, you know? can buy six digit plates. 15 years ago for two and three years. Yeah, correct. I, I, I will tell you a secret now, guys. Queensland and Victorian plates are much more are uh, palatable and, and you should go buy some Queensland and Victorian plates. You can't put them on cars here, of course, but you can keep them. Unless the car's registered in Victoria. Well, correct. There's a big market. What, what other vehicles have you got? Um, then I, ah. I went into the Porsches. Uh, enjoyed the Porsches. I kept going with a 968. How's buying plates, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wheels on number plates, Victoria website. Jet start, trying to get a flight to Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've had a, a 968, then I went into the uh, traditional 911. Sorry, Molly comes from South Australia ones. They're even further behind. <laughs> yeah, they are. There goes that market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers are falling off of this episode, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, I had the, uh, the 968, then I went to the 911s. So I had the 993, which is the last of the air-cooled 911s. I had a 993 Targa. And I ended up... Targa? Yeah, Targa, which is a glass, glass Targa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably the most uncomfortable car I've ever driven in. Is that right? Awesome. Well, I've ended up um, like no, fourteen years ago. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> engines at the back. Yeah, you can feel it. In a, there, is, there is a particular and you're way. And a foot taller than the average person. Sure. Yeah. 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 You need the so, targa. They do. They <laughs> the nine hundred three still had the traditional body plan, and therefore the the pedals were skew if a little bit. Oh, and uh, I've ended up with a fourteen years ago. I bought a nine nine three twin turbo, and that's the real keeper in in, in the mix. Uh, they're worth anywhere upwards of three hundred fifty thousand today. Wow. Yeah. They so, are the keeper, those ones. Yep. Yeah. Not the S. The S is, is still is the wide body without the turbo, and that's still a very collectible car. You know, 10 years ago, they were worth under 100000 You can't pick one on under 200000 nowadays. Yeah. Wow. So. Imagine you bought one of those with a two-digit plate on it for a couple oh, of hundred That would be an investment. It was still expensive back in the yeah, day. Yeah, they, they, they were never, ever cheap cars. Only a 996 is the only cheap Porsche I know. Well, that was the new... It's still cheap. It's still cheap. It's still yeah. really cheap. Well, you know, because it's the first water-cooled. It didn't keep the traditional shape of the 911. So a lot of the diehards in that world just left Porsche until they released the 997, which went back to single headlights, uh, round headlights. Yeah, that's right. Well, we've got our... We, we usually do our rants every week. Halil was sick last week, so we didn't get to do a rant. We, we tried to solve Holden's problems in the first week. We did. We did. They decided to stop building cars. This week's news. They no. must have heard it. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> they rang the factory and said, stop sending them. <laughs> We're stockpiling them. We're creating a museum, a common museum, and we've got too many ZBs in, in the museum. I heard they got Peter Dutton to say, stop sending boats. Stop. I'll tell you. Let's edit, So my, my rant, it's my turn today. I can't stand people with their DRL lights on during the night. In other words, their lights are off, but they've got those LED things bright as and... Nothing wrong with it. Is that legal? No, no. no. The lights are off. The rear lights don't work. Is that because they've forgotten to turn their lights on? Or no, they it's big, it's cool? big, there's a problem. A lot of dashboards are now backlit. Yeah, okay. So they think they've got their lights on. But aren't the lights automatic? Or you left, they think well, they it's on order. they haven't left it on order. Yeah, and, and they're well, They've on. taken the car to the car wash and they've turned it off order. That or they're driving. Why would you turn them off order at the car wash? That's what they do. Really? That's what my car wash does. Turn your lights off? I take it to a car. Oh, me and Pete get people to come out and wash them. Okay. Send them to my house? Would you do that? <laughs> yeah, they, they do. Set, they, set yeah. for, uh, first, uh, first weekend on Saturdays at, at my office. 
Yeah, they come yeah. and do proper cleaning. Yeah, we go for a coffee and hang out and have some food and they wash and decal the car and leave. The M3 seats, 5,000 kilometers, I already started getting black from my suit. So I had to get those washed. There's another ramp, BMW seats, this color. It, it, it is merino yeah, orange, merino, yeah. merino orange. Yeah, so um, they disfigured after, discolored after 5,000 kilometers. I got them washed from... Um, Leading edge. Leading Edge. Yes, our good That's friends it. at Leading Edge, Eamon and Brody. They look after our cars, or Hows and I's ca uh, cars. Soon to be so Ross, Soon to be Ross's. Take the down there. Um, I had a question this week from Billy, age 13. Her question is, what is the difference between all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive? I can't answer that. I don't know the difference. Do you know, Pete? Four-wheel drive traditionally had the um, diff... Four-wheel four drive generally has a low range and high range for specifically for off-roading yeah okay um all-wheel drive subaru there's yeah like your subarus and other all-wheel drive vehicles now Volkswagen the drives to all, all wheels yeah. uh depending on the system it might split the power more to the back or the front depending the on computer system the, the, yeah, the, the the depending but on they're always kind of, on four wheel so yeah. burnouts or no burnouts yeah, much yeah. Much well yeah. and there's and and some of them are driving full uh front wheel drive up until um, it needs the all-wheel drive and really? electronically it kicks in and yeah. Like four-wheel steering. Can we check that and edit it, please? No, no, that's fine. But all four-wheels do turn yeah. in both <clears throat> modes. No four-wheel steering anymore? Four-wheel steering, they're coming no, back. No, they're, 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 they're coming back. back. I think they're they're the, 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 the Prelude yes. did that and I think the latest Ferraris might The Ferrari now does it. Four-wheel steering. The TDF. See, Honda was ahead of the game. The TDF is four-wheel steering. They stopped making cars. And the new 812 Superfast is four-wheel steering. My so, favourite is the 599. That's that, that's that. A tip for the uh, yeah. for the listeners. That's the next Ferrari that's going to go through the roof. The 599. Correct. With the, There's uh, a GTO which is worth about a million and a half, but the 599 standard in Australia is worth between 250 and 350. Uh, but that's the last of the Enzo engines. I remember you tried to come in and buy a 612 612 Scaglielli. Yes, we didn't buy that, did we? No, well, that's not a great V12 for Ferrari. It's the last of them, yeah. though, but it's not. Yeah. You know, Good bargain, but not not um, not the investor. A face only a mother would love. <laughs> so um, there you have it. Uh, what's coming up next week, fellas? I've got a few surprises. I'm off to SEMA. I'm off to Vegas. So the next two podcasts, uh, Hal and Ross's heads have gone down. They're upset because they're not coming. So I've got a special episode next week uh, from the next two episodes will be from America, um, live from SEMA. So and then the gang will be back. And then get the band will be back again. Anything else? Are you driving anything special in the next week or two, Hal? Um, I'm always shopping. I've always I'm still buying another car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did we write anything off this week, Hal? Yeah, yeah. Really? No? No, 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 I no, 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 no. Thankfully not. Um, these days, I drive kids around in the car. My kids, so I'm a bit more. Uh, I'm very, very cautious. But uh, the Audi does have collision alert and radar crews <laughs> and blind spot monitors. Um, but uh, no, I'm, I'm always looking out for something old that gets my interest. Garage is full at the moment. Gonna punt one of them, at like least. The, like the 968 behind you, Hal, you notice the back seat. You could almost argue when the police pull you over that they are uh, I looked at the child back, seats. I, I looked at that back seat and all I saw was, I don't have to spend 600 bucks to buy child seats. Because it That's, looks like a child booster seat. seat yeah. yeah, it is a, I mean, you, you know, so, but no, it's not, uh, it's an auto. It's, a, you it's, can, an you it's an drive. auto. It's one two <clears throat> one two drag. You can drive it like a man. It's the first of the automatic um, Porsches, by the way. So, so it's not quite the technology that you want, like the doppelganger DPF 
PKD yeah. type uh, boxes. But they were a four-speed, and they they had a, a basic computer that could monitor your style of driving. It would adjust. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. no, no, something uh, just always on the lookout for something interesting. Ross, have you modified anything in the last week? Uh, for fear of no, no, I can't say. No? I can't say. No? I, I think I might have, but yeah, I can't. Say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think I, might I think I changed the set of wheels this week, but we'll just uh, we'll just keep that on the download. Well, I think we'll call that a wrap. Chris, thank you very much for Gentlemen, thank you uh, very much. And bringing thank the cigars and a, and a lesson. And, um, very entertaining, guys. And uh, thank you to Collector Cafe again for letting us, uh, use, uh, letting us uh, use their premises and seeing these nice cars in here. And whoever wants to come down to Leichhardt in the, in the uh, inner west and have a coffee and look at some fine cars. And even on a Sunday, there's a, a lot of owners come down with their other cars. There was a, uh, earlier today, uh, Chris, there was a Honda legend out there with... Uh, 36,000 kilometres on it. Kilometres. Uh, Absolutely pristine. What was it? Uh, Honda, Honda legend. legend. Two coupe. From the uh, early Honda 90s. Honda legend coupe. Oh, like the wedge shape, like the, like yeah, the, like yeah. the prelude. But with a, the, the... Yeah. Cool so nice... We're also going to uh, specialise in car watches in Collector soon. So you're involved in Collector, aren't you, Chris? Yes, I am, yeah. I, so. I love the idea and the concept so much, I wanted to buy anyone. Okay, so uh, look them up. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> I just don't want to go to work anymore. It's not work if you enjoy it. If you enjoy it. If Spot on. Secrets of success in life, everyone, is uh, enjoy it. Have a hobby, and if you can turn that hobby into making money, then uh, you'll be a very happy person in your life. That's my little theory. We'll uh, wrap it up. Anything you want to plug, Chris? Oh, Web- no. I mean, I, it, come down to Collector. We, we love uh, talking cars. It's all talky. All talk. Thank you, Chris. Sounds good. And a bit of action. And a bit of action. And a bit of cigars outside because you can't smoke inside Collector Cafe. Call that a wrap and uh, thank you very much and uh, speak to you next week from America.